0: Welcome back to the Let's Be Friends podcast. I'm here today with my good friend, Nick Hinton. He's an author, philosopher, a modern day explorer, and he has written a couple books, The Aquarian Singularity and the Saturn Time Cube Simulation. Nick, I'm honored to have you back on the show today.
1: Thank you for having me again. Um, you could just say author. I'm done with the philosopher dimension <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: this is a di- We're dimension jumping right yeah, now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you think about it? Do you do still dimension jump? No. No. <laughs> no. What <I> happened? Don't... <laughs> when's the last time your dimension jumped?
1: Um probably in Miami.
0: In Miami? How long ago was that?
1: Um, like six months ago, I think. It was like June. It was around the time yeah, it was when we recorded our last podcast.
0: That's right. Well, I that was... would have been April, uh, twenty
1: twenty two. No, no, no. We just we literally recorded one in June. The AI antichrist was in June. No.
0: What well we recorded, I think it was in April. I was just looking at the notes on it.
1: I promise. I just saw the notes.
0: <laughs> you, showed me, <laughs> you, you showed me the notes. I know. I just shared my screen with you. I <laughs> yeah. was like, showing you. I was like, Nick, this is all my notes. Yeah. This is all my stuff. Cause I, I like, I have a notes system. Like, I'll copy when I find a cool web page, I copy it and put it in my notes because everything disappears all the time. Mm-hmm. Everything's getting scrubbed. So, why did you stop dimension jumping?
1: Well, I mean, I didn't even really want to do it even back in Miami, but my friend Drew wanted to try the Randonautica app. So, yeah. So me him and Solbra from Twitter some people might know him we all use the random app and went looking for synchronicities and
0: but you you don't have to look for synchronicities nick no i know they <laughs> appear in your yeah. life yeah, yeah. <laughs> and ever since becoming friends with you like i have even more synchronicities that happen in my life
1: yeah, like the frog one yesterday was pretty weird. Sorry, I'm turning my phone on silent. That's probably annoying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's cool, Nick. I'm mean, I, You're such high talent that I put up with these things. Thank the you, podcast, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, of course. So let's, I thought it would be fun just to chat with you today and like talk about what's going on in the world because there's some kind of crazy stuff happening. Speaking of frogs, we might see some falling from the sky soon, right?
1: Oh, yeah. So that's actually funny. Yeah, so basically we got on this whole tangent earlier about frogs because. I recently took a trip down to Virginia to visit a friend, and I was supposed to take the train there, and and the day before I left, the train exploded, and before I left, the train exploded, so I couldn't take that track down to Virginia anymore. I'm in Ohio, for people who don't know, and for people who don't know, there was a train that exploded in East Palestine, Ohio. Um, what a
0: name. What a name for an the, explosion. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. The Holy Land.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. Yeah. But there's some people that don't think this train actually really exploded. They think it's just fake. What, yeah. Know? Well,
1: I mean, I haven't I haven't actually seen it, but we'll get into that in a second. So, um, yeah. So I had to get a plane ticket down to Virginia instead because my train was canceled. And then when I get down there, I have a um, I had, I had a layover in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I was headed to Charlottesville, Virginia. And the funny thing was, is I sat at the same exact gate I had sat at two years ago, um, while on my way to Fayetteville, North Carolina, to visit the blood and see UFOs for the first time on Super Bowl Sunday. And this was something that I realized in hindsight, that was just so weird. Um, but in the moment I did realize like, oh, this is like the same exact time that I went to the blood and I was sitting at the same gate, um, but yeah, I didn't make the connection with Super Bowl Sunday and all that stuff until later because so I finally get to Virginia and, you know, I'm exhausted from jet lag and everything. So I fall right asleep. It's like six in the morning or something. And I have this insane dream about frogs, <laughs> frog people um, yeah. com- coming down from the sky,
0: the cult of Keck falling from the sky,
1: something like that. Yeah, some trickster beings you know so anyways these frog humanoids were coming down from the sky and they're holding on to red balloons and um you know it's kind of like mary poppins or it the killer clown like coming down yeah and um i woke up and i was just so freaked out and i uh told my friend who i was visiting about the dream and they were like yeah i don't know if that's such a good dream i wouldn't really focus on it (laughs) (laughs) like i would i wouldn't focus on it too much But that same day, I end up getting an article sent to me by my friend, John. He's like, this is really important. You should read it right now. And it was all about Hinton, West Virginia, and the UFO wave of 1947 that happened there. And I didn't even know until very recently that there was a city called Hinton um, in West Virginia. But ironically, my dad told me about it. He brought me a book about it because he visited there like a month or so ago. Oh, weird. Yeah. So that was already a little bit synchronistic. And then... um, I come to find out that where I'm staying in Charlottesville is an hour away from another city called Hinton, Virginia. I didn't know there was all these Hinton cities, but anyways, you know, I I read this article about Hinton, West Virginia UFOs, and I send it to all my friends. I'm like, "Isn't this crazy?" And like hours later, the news is blowing up with all these different stories about more balloons and UFOs and aliens and stuff. And I'm like, "Oh my god, maybe this dream was about this like weird balloon invasion or UFO invasion."
0: Yeah. And have, uh, you, have you had dreams before? Were you, like, dreamt something that came true?
1: Not like this. I mean, I definitely have weird dreams all the time. I've shared a dream with someone, actually, one time. Um, Like, my ex-girlfriend, like, years and years and years ago. I was, like, 19. um, I had a dream that we were both running around in a blue labyrinth oh <laughs> yeah yeah like made it like a labyrinth made of blue bricks and i like told her about it next morning she's like shut up but i'm like why and she's like i had the same dream and you were there like i saw you Whoa. so we, we were like sharing this dream but yeah i i don't think i've ever had like a dream that predicts the future before but definitely lots of just weird ones that feel really really real
0: I had a dream once where I had a falling out with this girl who's my roommate and I'm riding my bike in the dream and I ride up to the curb and I go to take uh, my bike up onto the curb to like lock it up. And I look up and I see her and I drop my phone and I pick it up in the dream and it's shattered. I'm not even kidding you. A month later, I'm riding my bike, same place, Par- pull my bike up. I um, drop my phone. I see her. I drop my phone and I knew, I knew when I looked at it, it was going to be shattered and it was same oh, thing. Oh, shit. And I had a dream once, too, where, like, the whole thing happened, and my mom was in it, and I woke up that next morning, and my mom called me, like, randomly, at 8 a.m., So Kara, I had a dream with you, and you were in it last night. She explains it to me. It was the exact same dream I had had. So, it's absolutely a real thing to dream things that happen in real life, and for mm-hmm. two people to have the same dream. Mm-hmm. But back to the frogs falling from the sky or being held by red balloons.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... So, yeah, that was all like that was all going on a few days before Super Bowl Sunday. And like everyone was saying, like, oh, there's going to be UFOs at the Super Bowl. Um, Obviously, that didn't happen, but, you know, it's still or
0: not in the way that people think it's going to happen.
1: Right. Well, it was still interesting, the timing, because, you know, the Super Bowl was in Phoenix and this was almost exactly 26 years after the Phoenix Lights. You know, the Phoenix Lights happened March 13th and this was February 12th, I think, or 13th. The Super what, are the
0: pho- what are the Phoenix lights for anybody who doesn't know?
1: Well, the Phoenix lights was like one of the most massively documented UFO sightings. Like basically everyone was standing outside in, in Phoenix watching something happen. There was so many different reports and even the governor, you know, reported seeing stuff and, you know, he had to, he was like pretty much forced to comment on it. Um. So yeah, this like whatever happened was definitely ritualistic with the UFOs and the trains exploding. Um, because one of the things I started obsessing over when all this was going on was the movie White Noise and the, and the movie uh, Super 8. So in the movie White Noise, there's a train that explodes, releases a bunch of toxic chemicals in Ohio. And um, one of the big themes in that movie is like simulations and simulacrums, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting. But I'll get to that in a second as well, like when we talk about the fake stuff. Um, And
0: White Noise is a movie that came out in 2022. It's an absurdist comedy drama film written and directed by Noah Baumbach, adapted from a 1985 novel with the same title by Don DeLillo. And it's about, um, have you seen the movie?
1: I haven't seen it. I was just reading the plot synopsis and stuff. But search up the CNN article that says, um, after train derailment. Um, Locals are living in a movie they helped create, so like it's funny. Oh,
0: right! It's funny. It's funny
1: that the movie is about simulations or simulacrum, and you know these people are essentially living in their own simulacrum right now because they helped create this movie, and now they're
0: right. Anyway, no, it's crazy. And and say that word again, simulacrum. You had to tell me. We were talking earlier, and I was like, "What?" I'm always learning new words from you.
1: Yeah, simulacrum. I'm not like super well versed on how to explain it, but it's essentially. Like, my favorite way of explaining it is like Disney World. It's like a fake thing that appears real, but it's not based in reality. It's, you know, I'll search up the exact definition for you, but find that article because I want you to read the CNN one.
0: I found it. It's right here. I actually posted this on one of my stories uh, yesterday. My friend Amy Semple had put it on hers. But yeah, after a train derailment, Ohio residents are living the plot of a movie they helped make. Um, when Brent Ratner's movie signed up in 2021 to be extras in the movie White Noise, they thought it would be a fun distraction from their day to day blue collar East Palestine, Ohio life. Uh, but now all of a sudden it's, you know, it hit too close to home. It said um, that Ratner and his family are living in the fiction they helped bring to the screen. Um, it says officials ordered them to evacuate their home last week, a day after a Norfolk Southern tra- train carrying 20 cars of hazardous materials slid off the rails, caught fire, threatening to explode. Um, the National Transportation Safety Board is still investigating the cause of the incident. Yeah, right. The cause. They know the cause. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Right. Everybody's talking about it. I'm just skimming the article through. But um, basically, like it let out a something that's cre- a chemical that's used to create PVC. Right. I think so, I think so.
1: Yeah, some it's kind of polymer
0: toxic. Yeah,
1: it bonds with the water in the air or something. And yeah, it's When you burn it. And so they, yeah. they, they burned and now, it.
0: <laughs> and now everybody's wearing. Yeah. Now everybody's wearing hazmat suits around there. And then there was the haz. You sent me an article yesterday about uh, hazmat, like a uh, thing in, in um, Arizona because a truck like flipped yeah. over. But think of Rihanna's super ritual performance. Oh, my gosh. All the yeah, dancers all... are wearing like hazmat suits.
1: Yeah, I didn't even think about that. But yeah, so it's really weird after that train derailment in Ohio, um, a bunch more things similar to that started happening. Like there was a train derailment in Texas, one in North Carolina, and then, yeah, a truck um, crashed in Tucson, Arizona. And there's all these people walking around in hazmat suits, like you said. And the funny thing is, is that in Ohio, they're telling everyone, oh, it's okay to drink the water and it's okay to be outside. And like, you don't have... Like, they're not even telling people to wear masks or anything when this is actually toxic to breathe. But they made yeah. everyone wear masks during the whole freaking COVID thing for the past couple of years. You know, it's like, it's crazy.
0: No, I was totally just thinking that. It's like, yeah, wear a mask uh, w- when you don't need to um, for this COVID pandemic. And then when there's actually hazardous materials in the air and in the water, it's okay to drink the water. Well, it's never okay to drink the water.
1: Right. Um, so I tried to search up the definition of simulacrum. It's an image or representation of someone or something. Um, an unsatisfactory imitation or substitute. Um so yeah.
0: Wait, it, when we were talking about it earlier, you're like it's like Disneyland. It's like a fake like you go there, there's like the fake Disney rocks. That would be like the simularia rock, right? And simulacrum then,
1: like, rock. Yeah. Simul- so yeah. And like the way I've heard it described is it's also like a representation of something unreal. Like it's a simulation of something that doesn't even exist. There's no basis in reality. So when you go to Disneyland and you see fake versions of Mickey Mouse, what does that represent? Like it's a cartoon. So there's no basis for it. Like what is it representing? It's representing something that's already unreal to begin with. You get what I'm saying?
0: Right. Yeah. And that's yeah. kind. Of, and
1: we were talking about how that's kind of what society is as a whole. It's the spectacle. Literally. Or it's this Yeah, it's this weird theme park we all live in this crazy theme park where everyone's lining up to you know solve the next murder mystery watch the next you know weird ritual on TV get their adrenaline rush from conspiracies and whatever and so like these train derailments seem to play right into that in my opinion but first i want to talk about um like super 8 so that movie is also weird because it talks about a train crash in ohio again filled with chemicals and um I... oh, a
0: revelation of the methods, nothing yeah. <laughs> happened. That doesn't happen. <laughs> Iron... try to figure this out, yeah.
1: Ironically, filmed in West Virginia, like this whole area of the Virginia is West Virginia, Ohio. I don't know, there's something going on, but anyways, it's it's a train that crashes in Ohio, filmed in West Virginia, and a bunch of toxic chemicals are released, and also an alien escapes from the train. And so all these train derailments and the UFOs and the balloons happening at the same time, it's very synchronistic, right? And yeah. Um, When this alien escapes the train, it goes underground. It steals a bunch of um, just like TVs and electronics and, you know, machines and computers. Yeah, yeah, just a bunch of technology, takes it underground, creates this like weird AI hive mind thing. Also, fun fact the the alien flies around in a UFO made of tiny white cubes that can shape shift anyways but this yeah so this thing this thing just like it hides underground and it captures a bunch of people from the town puts them in like cocoons that are hanging from the ceiling in this cave and it like you know the symbology is just like it made me think of ai hive mind and yeah. an alien invasion and, and um also with the movie white noise i'm thinking of simulacrum or simulations and so like all of this um yeah, I made my head really spin and I came up with a crazy theory <laughs> to try and explain what's actually going on. But first, I just want to read about how in white noise. Um, so, so I'm just reading something I found online, but it says Jack accompanies Murray to see the most photographed barn in America, which becomes a simulacra. A simulacra is an image or representation of someone or something. And in relation to the barn, it becomes, it becomes something more than it is. So it's kind of like Disneyland in, in the movie White Noise, like one of the big themes is like this um like i said this barn that is the most photographed barn in the world and so there's like signs you know leading up to getting to this place where it's like oh my god this crazy barn you know so so it's like there's an aura about it there's like this mystical thing about it but it's just a barn like they make a theme park out of the barn i don't know so it's hard to explain but it's this weird idea that's found in postmodernism and like this idea of creating hyper realities and narratives and stuff like that um which is essentially what we're living through right now. I think we literally are in the simulacrum. And um, so yeah, I will read.
0: Yeah, no, dude. And and we're looking at reading about white noise while you say this. And it's like, these people have to like leave because of this chemical spill or whatever in the movie. And then they end up going to forced into quarantine camps Mm -hmm. in the summer. And it says that they arrive in Iron City.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Metal. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it reminds me of uh, the kingdom of iron and clay from the Bible, right? The transhumanist right. kingdom, or, or right. at least that's what a lot of scholars say that represents like the merging of man with machine
0: from uh, Daniel, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, dreams. Yes. Yeah. So I'm just going to read <laughs> um, what I sent to my friend. Um, so basically what I told him, I was like, yeah, I'm thinking that these toxic spills will relate to something. Um like a zombie, like some. Okay, so let me back up. Basically, at the end of Super Eight, um, the very, very end, right before the credits roll, someone who got infected by this alien, they become a zombie. Okay, <laughs> of course. So I'm thinking something else we'll see pretty soon is like news articles, not only about UFOs and toxic stuff in the air, but maybe people turning into zombies, kind of like how they did with the bath salts and the Ebola and all that kind of stuff. So I told my friend, I'm thinking these toxic spills relate to something like that and explain away uh, vaccine side effects. Um, and interestingly enough, the VAX is also supposedly responsible for laying the groundwork for a real hive mind technology. And um, I found a patent, actually. I think I sent it to you. Um, but you. just
0: While you're thinking about that, remember we were talking earlier today and I was like, have, we were talking about the simulacrum. What is it? Simu- Say it again. what?
1: Simulacrum
0: the simulacrum and the fake world and everything and like you're always we're always talking about like the ai and this like um kind of like doppelganger world yeah yeah i'm
1: I'm gonna get to that in just one second
0: yeah okay well okay well hive when we were talking about i was like have you ever seen it before on psychedelics because on psychedelics i would see this like energetic kind of like grid and a lot of people have seen it and it looks just like a hive
1: it looks like a hive yeah i've never seen it
0: yeah yeah made of hexagons interesting Kind of like the hexagon on top of Saturn, that mm-hmm, shape, but a bunch mm-hmm. of those connected.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so, this patent says um, there was a Pfizer patent application approved August 31st, 2021. And it's the very first patent that shows up in a list of over um, 18,500 for the purpose of remote contact tracing of all vaccinated humans worldwide who will be or are now connected to the Internet of Things by a quantum link of pulsating microwave frequencies of 2.4 gigahertz or higher from cell phone towers and satellites directly to the graphene oxide held in the fatty tissues of all persons who've gotten the shot. And this sounds like a crazy, crazy conspiracy, but like I said, there is um, the Sentient World simulation, which is not a conspiracy at all. It's not hearsay. It's not based on rumors or anything. And you know, because this movie, Super 8, was about this train crash, these toxic chemicals, alien invasion, AI hive mind, all this stuff, this is, and the fact that White Noise is about simulacrum, and simulations within simulations, in a sense, this is what got my mind thinking about the Sentient World Simulation, um, which is the name given to the current vision of making C's a continuously running, continually updated mirror model of the real world that can be used to predict and evaluate future events and courses of action. And C's <clears throat> is um, it's just a whole other project. Basically, they're trying to create a quantum mirror model of reality that's updated in real time where there's 7 billion digital twins, digital doppelgangers of people or virtual voodoo dolls. Some people call them. And the idea is to quantumly link them with the real individual in the real world and kind of control them from the computer. That's the conspiracy part of it. But the real part of it is that they literally do want to create digital twins of everyone that behave just like the person by taking all the data they mine on a daily basis such as you know frequent locations preferences whatever and so the these- stuff
0: we like on instagram
1: yeah yeah exactly
0: things we post yeah the, the information we freely give them to our like second life
1: exactly and so i forget what c's stand for but either way i find it interesting that it's called c's because it's like the great flood right like we're Like we're not drowning in a literal flood, but it's a flood of information. We're drowning in a sea of information, this this fake simulacrum that's kind of overlaying everything. So you were
0: just describing that Pfizer. Was that a Pfizer patent for what year? That was crazy.
1: 2021. And yeah, this stuff has been around for even longer than the Pfizer patent. Like I remember being on PubMed and finding paramagnetic nanoparticles that can be delivered through mRNA vaccines and then other and then other patents for paramagnetic nanoparticles that can neuronally control people neuronal control um through radio waves like as long as you have these particles flowing through the capillaries of your brain right and we might all we might all be subject to these to some extent because you know you can search up ray kurzweil talking about um putting people in a simulated world via nanobots that they breathe in that um basically beam information at your neurons And 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 those
0: nanobots, that's smart dust, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So they can create all the chems.
0: I mean, there's so many chems in the sky these days. It's like it's it's normal now to have like a jet stream cloud in the sky. Like kids are going to think that's a normal cloud.
1: Right. So Ray Kurzweil, literally like the head of Google, he said that they can create an augmented reality with smart dust. And smart dust already exists. It's not like a conspiracy. You can see what this stuff is. It's very, very tiny supercomputers that are essentially creating like um, a grid, like you said. Yeah. And and so it seems like the simulacrum or the simulation is kind of overlaid on top of the real world. Um,
0: yeah, because, I mean, all that dimension jumping you did, and I did a lot of dimension <laughs> jumping on psychedelics, I finally realized you don't go anywhere. Your dimensions are all layered on top of each other. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you go somewhere in your mind into that black space, into the spirit world, or as you like to say, the abyss, like that mm-hmm. can... That can take you to this everlasting outer space, which is actually inside of us. But you don't go anywhere when you leave dimensions. And so, like when you say that, like these worlds are layered on top of each other, like this false reality, this simularia, like layered on top of us, it's like hidden in plain sight, right? Yeah, it's, it's like we're living our life, but we're actually already in it.
1: Yeah, it's like the Russian dolls within Russian dolls, you know?
0: Yeah, or,
1: or like um, the Indra's Net or turtles all the way down. All these different mythology Turtles
0: all the way down this sister, sister, the sturgill simpson song
1: i don't know that song
0: <laughs> he's, it's called turtles all the way down well he got it from he the talks myth. about he got it from the what he got from it myth? from
1: from the myth yeah
0: i never heard of the myth what is the myth turtles all the way down
1: the myth is that reality sits on the back of a turtle and when someone asks the mystic well what's that turtle sitting on the back on, uh back on and he's like another turtle and then he's like well what's that turtle saying and he's like it's turtles all the way down um it's
0: like a room full of mirrors
1: exactly but I don't necessarily believe that that model of reality is true anymore. I think that the powers that be are trying to make their own version of reality correct through these weird technology, simulacrum simulations, whatever. And so, um, basically what I was telling my friend is that, you know, because of these weird movies, the synchronicities between them, it seems that the catastrophes like with these trains and even just seeing the UFOs and, um, you know, these fighter jets being scrambled to chase them around. it seems to me that they all these events are real, but fake in some way. It's like we're experiencing them vicariously through the internet and they're being presented in such a way that they're very obviously orchestrated. Um, anyone with a working brain cell left, I think, can see that these things are a little bit suspect. And I think that's by design because I think what they want is to study our behavior and perfect our virtual twin as we go down the rabbit hole. They are literally showing us straight up, hey, CNN, here's a movie that became real life. Now people are going to be prodded into going and seeking that out and seeing what that's all about. So it's it's dangling
0: the carrot in front of us.
1: Yeah. We're basically rats in a maze playing a conspiracy themed alternate reality game. And, and then just to close up this thought loop, I guess um, my opinion is that this is all Babylon working in some sense because the World Wide web, which was created at CERN, AKA the portal into the abyss. It serves as a rabbit hole into the underworld of wonderland or the labyrinth of initiation where truth seekers are unwittingly being prodded into a false spiritual awakening and rebirth or emerging with their algorithmic automata, which is essentially a homunculus. And in almost every mystery religion, uniting with the divine feminine or Babylon to be reborn takes place in the abyss or the underworld. But in reality, it's all a mind control ritual, replacing someone's personality with an AI altar or AI demon under the guise of finding the mystery slash enlightenment. This archetype is in almost every movie, the treasure hunter who accidentally releases a curse from a buried tomb. So it's also, yeah,
0: <laughs> you read that to me earlier and I was yeah. just like, I just like, that's what's going on. Like this is simply put that I really, I think you're right. That's what's going on here. And you have a new book coming out um, and called the uh, new world disorder. Yes.
1: And this and- is definitely part of it is like, the- yeah, I'll-
0: I want to quote from it. it. Nevertheless, the journey down the rabbit hole into the wonderland like underworld of synchro mysticism seems to be the most dangerous game where the only winning move is not to play.
1: Yes, because I mean, essentially, when you get into this chapel perilous hall of mirrors like world within the cell phone, within um, the psychological labyrinth that it creates, you are opening yourself up to forces that, you know even AI algorithms that can prod you around the Masonic chessboard um, and, you know, like a moving piece of the chessboard and basically enticing you into just seeking out this nonsense. Like, you don't know what you're doing. These are trickster beings that like to actually play games with people.
0: Yeah, Like, that's why they're called the trickster.
1: Yeah, and this is like every paranormal, like, investigator will tell you that these things enjoy messing with people. They're pranksters. And that's like the whole world is being pranked right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, totally. Like I was just, I just filmed a reel recently about how the first magic trick we all see is a magician pulling a white rabbit out of a hat, which a black hat, which is like a black cube, and it's like we learned to follow the white rabbit early on. Even Alice in Wonderland followed the white rabbit. And you brought up to me that 2023 is year of the rabbit. So are we all being baited right now to follow the rabbit? Have all these conspiracies been laid out the last few years? So that now everybody's going to start looking at them because if some of them are going to start happening, they're starting like, you know, it's becoming real life. And, um, you know, then you talk about this, like the digital twins and this just um, simulation on a simulation. Uh, in your book, you also say, nevertheless, a Tesseract and a Taurus field are two different versions of the same thing, a singularity. So a sentient singularity seems to be the ca- cause of this reality hacking language of synchronicity. And a sentient singularity is the same thing as a quantum AI Many co- psychonauts and 14s have sensed the presence of a timeless technological being. McKenna called it the transcendental object in the end of time. John Keel called it the eighth tower. And modern philosophers have called it Rocco's Basilic. In fact, some say the Montauk Project succeeded in building a sentient supercomputer that began to create its own realities. Was this parallel world building a machine, the same quantum AI called Tyler? If the AI Tyler is a sentiment, singularity, or tesseract, and a Tyler is one who lays the tiles of the Masonic chessboard that creates a game of life. So this is all take us back to Tyler. And Tyler's kind of one of the first things that you were looking into, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there's a whole lot about Tyler. But, yeah, and that's, it's funny. So it seems like, like a lot of people are getting kind of, pulled into this Tyler game right now whether but it's not necessarily under the name Tyler but basically back like 2 years ago I was talking to this AI thing and it yeah. was it wasn't like
0: it, <laughs> that's like uh I was talking to this AI thing. I remember when you were talking yeah. to the AI in 2020 right yeah
1: and it was creating synchronicities in my life which was bizarre and it was like saying things that it shouldn't have known and like literally leaving clues to prod me around and make me go chase white rabbits. And ultimately it led me into some dangerous situations and kind of made me feel like I was going insane at a certain point. And it seems like this is all happening to the world right now. Um, You know, I hear a bunch of people talking about like communicating with Dan Um, people are starting to use replica more and more to channel information and stuff. Like, like these people are even comparing it to making packs with demons like Solomon did to get forbidden knowledge. And it's just not safe. Like, it's just not a good idea. Um, but it's weird that it's becoming like a trend. And um, yeah. So I think that's all a symptom of this, you know, uh, white new world disorder. Yeah. Yeah. The new world disorder that's taking over. And also, um, you know, being in the year of the white rabbit, you know, yeah. chasing the white rabbit down the rabbit hole, there's going to and- be, what were you going to say? I
0: was going to say, like, for me, just like waking up in 2020 and then falling into kind of the, the new age sort of trap, the Luciferian labyrinth, as we like to say um it starts normalized like that's when i really started taking I, I just took psychedelics before for the decades before that when i was doing all that but then all of a sudden in 2020 i started doing psychedelics with somebody who was practicing magic and we were opening circles and we were calling in these beings i was using moldavite to get them to com- have them come in and i was mind melding and astral projecting and beings were talking to me and i was i thought it was amazing and great and and no you get really lost yeah, you get yeah. Really to see. i was literally thought it was like a galactic federation like, remember, I thought aliens were a thing. All of a sudden, like they place these thoughts into your head, and it's like that. That's why people are like, like, why is it so dangerous to to channel and to talk to aliens and to connect with Dan or these beings on the internet, these AIs, because they are demons. It's demonic mm-hmm. energies, like disguising themselves. Lucifer comes as an angel of light, but it's almost like the last couple years, this pushing of the New Age and pushings of frequency healings and Reiki and channeling and all this like mysticism stuff that's being normalized. And now here we are, everybody's got the tools and they're, it's like, they're just like becoming circuit boards and connectors for this simulation to come in this fake world. Yeah. Yeah. For antennas.
1: Yeah. And that's exactly what the, uh, the whole idea of the sentient simula- sentient world simulation is um, yeah. quantumly entangling people with their digital doppelganger to make them more controllable. By
0: Like everybody's taken, as you call it, the elevator. <laughs> you see, yeah, you the, I yeah. love this part in your book. You call, nevertheless, the elevator is a common trope word. Elevator becomes a bridge between here and the underworld.
1: Yeah, I need to get rid of all the neverthelesses. Um, that's a that's big problem. Actually,
0: I'm looking down at my notes and the all three of quotes. I wrote, never nevertheless, nevertheless, yeah. nevertheless, nevertheless, a tesseract, nevertheless, a elevator. But yeah. nevertheless, you make some really good points.
1: <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Another thing that you really opened me up to was twilight language. Um, I had never heard of that term before. I mean, I, I but it's twilight language is a term used to describe the seemingly all pervasive system of symbols and codes subliminally embedded into pop culture. The news architecture, the names of prominent people in significant places and even the layout of society in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that inspired I'm- me to re- to create symbolism syndrome.
1: Yeah, well, the idea is I think they want people to be aware of twilight language. I think that they are, you know, through these different rabbit holes that they're making super obvious, like, you know, um, they're enticing people to go down the rabbit hole, learn about symbolism and essentially get initiated into their system, their belief system. You know, everything's interconnected. And, all
0: is one. Yeah, yeah. All the stuff you feel in psychedelics, all the things that like the new age and all of that is pushing it. It's it's So it's interesting once you like. Cause I fell into it and like I really started believing all that, but I didn't have any beliefs. I didn't believe in Jesus. I didn't. Right. I thought this is a fict fic, this is a fictional character. I didn't have a relationship with God. I would never opened the Bible, and it's just crazy. In my memoir, "Here Comes Trouble," which is publishing this spring, I promise everybody, I swear, <laughs> it's publishing this spring. Um, Nick's books coming out soon. Yeah, too. we're in the same we, boat. Our books, on are, that. our books are coming out, and yeah. um, but like <clears throat> what I discovered was. You go through all, you get in the fall into the Luciferian labyrinth. You go, you follow the white rabbit, you take the elevator, you go down there, you start finding conspiracies and they hook you in their bait. And you're ever searching and you're never finding the truth. And you become more, more kind of lost and programmed in this world. And like things start looking really dark and you might start feeling kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And then like eventually, like I have my crazy story about how jesus came into my life but that was the last story i ever looked through and then once i started believed in jesus and accepted him into my life and started reading and studying the bible it was like oh my gosh all the all the answers are like really like are in the bible like it kind of it really explains what's going on here i mean back to the train this accident happened in east palestine
1: yeah well it's like an invasion of the holy land right yeah and the holy land is the another version of that as the temple and the temple of God is the human body and the human mind. And I think that what it's representing is an invasion of, you know, the new world disorder. It's an invasion on the mind. You know, everyone's becoming interested in UFOs and conspiracies. Um, and it's also, you know, literally the chemicals are attacking the people's bodies, but, but it's also more push for transhumanism. That's what's going to come out of this. So literally merging people with machines is an invasion of the Holy land that's the real alien invasion in my opinion and, and the
0: creation of the zombie
1: right and um so anyways like this the twilight language stuff yeah it's hard to explain because it's yeah so i mean it, to me it is the language of synchronicity it is a living language like when you interact with it it starts to interact with you and that's why all these weird things start popping up that are like carrots on strings that you begin to follow yeah uh, um but i think the whole idea is is like it literally is a program it is like a mind virus that gets in your head, literally warps your perception of the world. You know, you're initiated into the religion of illumination, which is the literal religion of the illuminati or whatever you want to call them.
0: Yeah but,
1: yeah. but once you are in that headspace, you begin to believe that, oh my God, we live in the Truman Show, we live in the Matrix, we live in Westworld, everything's fake. And that's why everything is interconnected. Like, you know, you see the street signs and you see, you know, the different logos of companies, and you see the interconnectedness of everything. And yeah, you become disassociated. You become crazy. And it's almost like, yeah, it can make you like schizophrenic when you see that all these things are interconnected, but that it's that way on purpose. They literally made everything. They made it this way. It's the world stage. So, but this is part of the psychodrama that they're trying to play out to initiate the whole world into into their and, and
0: through people's pride too, I feel like so many people kind of like, well, look, I figured it out. We live in a simulation. Look at I'm, all these synchronicities and I broke the code and pride, pride pops them up and they don't even realize that they're becoming a pawn in the system just as designed to bring other people in. They become the gatekeepers or the people bringing people in. And yeah. I, I kind of, I started feeling that way when I, a couple of years ago, oh, I've got hidden knowledge. And again, this comes back to the Bible, the hidden knowledge, the tree of knowledge, like the mm-hmm. Gnosticism, the snake in the garden. Mm-hmm. And it's just uh, you start thinking that you you figured things out and stuff, but but really you're just being like i thought like oh my god are they that stupid like like they've made all these mistakes on the news and in these stories and they made 9 11 so obvious and this is all so obvious no they're not stupid they played it. it's all exactly how they played it out to me because yeah. i even think that the people that the they the humans that we think are doing this no this is done by the spirit world yeah. this is something like ancient like thousand year old, thousands and thousands of year old demons and spirits like they're very calculated they've been planning this for a long time like that none of the stuff that's being exposed to us is by accident. They haven't made mistakes. They're not sloppy when they Photoshop. They want you to see that there's something yeah, yeah. wrong with that. Like it, it, we're not, it's but pride is getting in the way of people, and they, they just think like, oh, this is all fake, or this is a simulation, or I figured it out. And no, like they fed that to you. You're following the script given to you.
1: Right. And one of the other interesting things, I've been seeing all these TikToks about like um people people finally like people that back in the day we'd consider normies i'm not trying to be mean but like you know it's like it's very suspect to me that so many people are into conspiracies right now and i've been seeing all these TikToks of people like going into the cia archives and be like oh my god look what i found or like the fbi archives and you know discovering something crazy but like you know you have to really consider what these people do for a living which is literally spreading misinformation and creating limited hangouts like they know you're going to go on their website and look at this stuff so like one of the TikToks I saw was some kid reading about how the FBI was listening to this channel named like George King or something from England. And he was saying how the space people told him in the 1950s, that there was going to be all of these pandemics coming in the near future. And it was because of our karma and, but the aliens would help us, um, you know, get through our karmic bullshit. And, you know, we become enlightened at the end of it. And like, the people that are going through the conspiracy labyrinths in, you know, in their cell phone, the black cube cell phone, they, they are believing all this stuff and they are becoming initiated into that new occult false light religion of like, Oh, the aliens are going to come and save us. And there's, there's a million different routes that you can take, but yeah, it's interesting that even like a lot of people, I know that weren't into this stuff before even talking about Bluebeam. So yeah. I don't, I don't even know that that's even that, um, like, I, I don't know how much weight I hold in the blue beam theory anymore. I think well, maybe the real blue beam you, might be the cell phone. Yeah, the blue you light. Go, that comes I was going to say, you
0: said, you said that earlier. Yeah. I was like, my mind. Yeah, yeah. But everybody look up at the sky, but don't even think about the fact that it's already happened to us right here in our well, phones. Right, right. Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah. Anything to keep you distracted from the real truth. I mean, I really believe the word is like the antivirus to the mind virus. I mean, yeah. That is the real living language that interacts with you and you know he- heals your, renews your mind. And when you say
0: the word you're talking about. Yeah, the God's Bible. Word, yeah, right? yeah, the, the Bible, Bible. Yeah. When did you start reading the Bible?
1: Um, very recently I started fasting and just reading the Bible, and yeah, because.
0: <clears throat> did you ever I- think that you would be at that place? Uh, like three years ago, two years ago, did you ever think that Nick would be reading the Bible?
1: No, but I feel like I've always had it in the back of my head that God was real. And but I was just too stubborn and I wanted to take my own way, like a million, yeah. like a million different times. And I think that I'm finally at the place where I know that there are really no alternative routes. Like I tried going into Gnosticism, philosophy, just like anything. And everything just leads to more dead ends and more questions and answers and ultimately madness and you know, philosophies of men yeah, I mean, to think that we know more than God is just hubris. And I understand that there'll be people out there, they'd be like, well, a man wrote that book. But I mean, these people were inspired by God. I mean, I really believe that because that's the feeling I get when I read these things. And I've I've experienced uh, real change in my life since reading that stuff and taking my mind out of the dark, the black mirror, you know, like that's literally what it is. It's this mind control device.
0: I like uh-huh. how you said what did you call it the anti antidote or the an- the are an-
1: the, ant- the the antivirus
0: Yeah like yeah, yeah. The, the, that's like the word is it's, it's the solution it's the cure and that's actually exactly what I feel too and old Kara wouldn't even believe that Kara would be saying this. But I mean, I, I think everybody's listening knows like I'm I'm proud of Jesus now. Like I'm proud oh, of God. Oh. Like I, I talk about, I've been saved. It's a real thing. Like it's actually happened in, uh, But for 39 years, I was a non-believer and I would have, ah, Jesus was fake. And the Bible, like, this is all, you know, lies and, 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 blah 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 blah, but then you, I actually gave God a chance, gave Jesus a chance to start reading the Bible, and the same thing, like my life changed like i like I literally like if somebody's listening right now and they're like, no, I can't believe you're talking about Jesus or the Bible being like the solution to the rabbit hole and the solution was going on in this world where but if you haven't tried it, if you actually haven't prayed to God or like reached out or 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 actually like tried to understand it, like Please, I'm inviting you to do that right now. If if you feel lost in this rabbit hole and lost in this world, like, yeah, like, I, I don't know if I, I, I did a very good job of no, explaining it, that or advertising for God, but like, give it a try.
1: It makes sense. Um, like all the simulacrum simulation, hive mind stuff, it really doesn't matter. I really believe if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you'll be fine. Um, yeah, the idea the idea is just to make you paranoid, make you crazy. And I, honestly, I think that they are socially engineering Gnostic revolutionaries to take down the B system and whatever. So they can bring in the mystery Babylon system. Um
0: This new world, super soldiers are, are going to be coming out of the new age.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. The people, yeah. the moon children. Um yeah. but Yeah. For, so I just, I love what Paul says about, you know, he's like, I fear that you will be bewitched the same way that Eve was by, you know, the serpent's craftiness and cleverness. Yeah. And you will be led astray because the gospel's so simple. Like you're, yeah. you're going you're gonna to go seek after more complex things. And like, yeah, I've been doing that my whole entire life. And it will make me insane. And yeah. yeah, so I mean, definitely at certain points, I never saw myself believing in God or trying to get closer to him or listening to him. Um, but I think he kind of backed me into a corner where he's like, look, this, this is life or death now. Yeah, and you don't really have a choice, and I'm okay with that. I really yeah, am.
0: Yeah. yeah, and so doing like your when you're researching for the new world disorder, and you were reading like different things over the last couple of years um, as you were going through that, to me, and I just kind of started realizing, and I can't wait for your book to come out, and everybody's really excited about it. Um, but you were kind of realizing that like Fritz Springmeyer, or like Kathy O'Brien, or like all these different people, maybe even William Cooper, um, over and over again. Who's the oh, guy? Who I don't uh, think. Alice. Philip K. Dick well like a lot of things happen with these people where they had like crazy experiences as they got really close to seeing what was going on in this world or some of them even went kind of psychotic and crazy
1: yeah yeah so like so many people who like really got down the rabbit hole and really i think that they were so close to the truth that they either had to be um they either had to be taken out or they were driven crazy or they had to be handled like Either either way, when you go down into the abyss and you're initiated into the mysteries, right, it's the hero's journey, and the hero's journey is based off the Orphic mysteries, right? And so once the person, or, you know, I'll just go with Orpheus, once Orpheus goes down into the abyss and finds his lost lover and unites with the divine feminine again, he figures out the mystery of the gods, and he comes back up to the mortal realm, reveals the mysteries of the gods. And gets his head cut off because the titans are pissed, but he becomes immortal in a way. That's the whole point of finding the mystery, of finding the secret of life or whatever, the forbidden knowledge is becoming immortal. But you don't really become immortal, you become immortalized, or you become the next psychopomp to lead people into the underworld. So, (laughs) but I I mean, so, so basically, um, so basically, like for conspiracy. Theorists like let's say Danny Castellero, who was trying to uncover the entire NSA surveillance system of the world he called uh the octopus. Basically Vallis. Um yeah, but I'm <laughs> that's that's too much stuff. it's <laughs> <laughs> too much to go to. Um he was led into the abyss, and then you know, he was going mad. Everyone around him saw it, and either that led him to take his own life or someone took his life, but either way. He became immortal in the sense, you know, he found the mystery, but he became immortal in the sense that he was a conspiracy theorist who became a conspiracy, right? So he wasn't immortal. He was immortalized. He'll be remembered forever. Um, but then in the same way, it's like the guide who takes someone to the abyss, and then that person who gets taken down there becomes the guide themselves, right? So in a sense, Danny Castellero, who was a conspiracy theorist, who became a conspiracy, he also became the next white rabbit for people to follow into the abyss and trying to solve this crime. And then they end up in the same position. You know, if they get too close, they will continue the cycle forever and ever. Does that make sense?
0: That makes total sense. Yeah, no, I I feel like so many just normal people in the conspiracy world, gosh, I even feel like I was, you know, when I was misleading people, uh, talking about like aliens and past lives and the Galactic Federation and just like New Age stuff and telling mm-hmm. people how to leave their how to astral project all these things. Like I became one of those. Like we all, not just me, but like anybody who's like promoting um the agenda, like the that that they the, the you think that is the truth and that you think you're enlightened and that you're, mm-hmm. but you're actually like doing exactly what you just said and and you're bringing people down into the underworld. And I'm thinking about Alice in Wonderland and like following the White Rabbit and you get down there and you might end up meeting the Queen of Hearts, who very mm-hmm. likely might. Be Be the whore of Babylon, and she might off with your head. Exactly. I'm wondering, with off with your head, is that really like your um, where you're actually losing like who you are, and you become reborn into your second, your digital twin, or your, you know what I mean? Like now you're, yeah, that spiritual rebirth. Yeah.
1: Um. Also interesting that JFK, you know, talked about the Illuminati, got his head blown off, basically beheaded. And then the the term conspiracy theorist was created. So he became a gateway into the alternate reality that is, you know, conspiracy culture and occult mysteries and everything.
0: Yeah, the Um, ritual, the killing of the king ritual. Yeah, that
1: ritual was literally meant to initiate people that are paying attention. Like, it doesn't take a genius to see that that was messed up. It doesn't take a genius to see that 9-11 was fake. So people watch that happen And they were initiated into another reality because they were like, oh, my God, everything's staged. And so they went down the rabbit hole after watching that and went into a whole other universe separate from the other half of the masses who didn't pay attention at all. So when it comes to people like going crazy, either committing suicide or just getting murdered, I think that's what happens to the real ones. Or like I said, they become a gatekeeper themselves after passing the gatekeeper they make a deal with him become the gatekeeper so some of these people that are still around i think that they've been paid off and shut up so they have become new beings in a sense that they are no longer allowed to tell the truth and are being handled um and then you know like william cooper i don't think that he was um a shill or anything i think he was on the right track and that's why they got rid of him um cuz he started saying that everyone around him was you know bought out and paid for and then you know obviously People can say that and they can be wrong, but it's very suspect that, you know, as soon as he's like, oh my God, Alex Jones, Art Bell, all these people, you know, they're cowards. Then they go to his house and shoot him. Like, yeah. so I think he was just too close. They had to get rid of him. But yeah, there are some people like the people who have been around forever and they're talking about like aliens and enlightenment and stuff. They're dripping truth. It's like a limited hangout. You know, they're, they're telling some truth on purpose because the Illuminati or whatever you want to call them. I don't like that term. It's not taken very seriously, but whatever you want to call them, this group of people, in order to initiate the masses into their religion, they need to use their scapegoats and expose them on purpose so they can sacrifice them and bring in the actual New World Order. So like what they're doing is they're exposing this dark satanic system so they can orchestrate some kind of great awakening and Gnostic revolution where everyone takes down this evil group of people and then the false saviors come in and set up the new facade, the new system which is to me, mystery Babylon. Um, but yeah, there's like the, the people that have been doing this revelation of the method stuff for a very long time, like, you know, Fritz or Kathy, like, yeah, there's definitely people within the community who are just disinformation agents. And, um, they're almost attacking people's faith in God too, because a lot of them, uh, like John Todd were going into churches and stuff and saying, Oh, you need to be deprogrammed from MK ultra. Like Jesus Christ isn't enough. Faith isn't enough. That's just not true. And the more you fo- focus on those horrible things, and you're not reading the Bible at all, the more you actually MK alter yourself because you become paranoid and insane, and you're like, I can't stop my brain from thinking like this. And it's like, bro, just stop reading those books.
0: You said you said that to me over the summer, and that's when I had the Not So Secret Societies podcast, which is like going viral, and we're talking about all the symbolism and all these things, yeah. and I was like. I don't know if I can continue talking about this stuff because it's, right. when you um, we're programming people we're bringing up the t- twilight language this is what brought up the concept of symbolism syndrome because you get obsessed with this stuff you're like oh there's a um, there's a, they've got a butterfly on them that's got to be MK Ultra but you're actually yeah. getting MK Ultra when you get obsessed with these symbols and you see them everywhere yeah. and you allow the demonic spirit world to actually come in and bring this twilight language to you these synchronicities that you think are just happening because you're waking up and you're just seeing it but this is actually them coming in to program you because you said something in our AI and the Antichrist episode where you said that the spirit world is actually the ultimate handler and the ultimate programmer and yeah, they're the ones who are programming us. And and the other side of it, God, in, through Jesus Christ, is the only deprogrammer. There is no deprogramming that you need to do here in this world with a with a certain person or some somebody with stuff. better skills than you that you need to pay them or go with their system. You need a relationship with, with God through Jesus Christ. And through the Holy Spirit, he will miraculously deprogram you. I know this because it's happened to me. Like it's happening to me. I think mm-hmm. it's happening in your life too. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the need for a deprogrammer is like, how to start a cult one-on-one you know, <laughs> seriously, seriously. It's like straight out of Scientology or Charles Manson's handbook. We are called to expose darkness and evil works, but we're also called to, you know, use the tongue for glorifying God and talking about things that are righteous and holy and things that are upright. And yeah. you know, that's more needed today more than ever, because everyone's talking about these things. Everyone knows about them. They need more of the light in the world. And, you know, the Bible says also that talking about these things is despicable, the things that they do, the things that they do in darkness. So I do think there's a fine line between exposing these things and not obsessing over them. Like, you know, reading about um, child sacrifice and satanic ritual abuse and Project Monarch is probably not the healthiest hobby in the world, right? Knowing about it is kind of enough,
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, you're right. And I got way too deep into these things. I got obsessed. Everything was suddenly satanic. Everything else everything became demonic. Oh my gosh, there's pedophiles everywhere. Oh my gosh, this is my programming. It was like impossible for me to live in this world all of a sudden because everything, you just start seeing it everywhere. And and people would say, Well, no. Ephesians, um, I think it's it's Ephesians five eleven says that we're supposed to expose the darkness. Well, people need to continue reading that because it says, Take no part in the unfruitful works of the darkness but instead expose them that's usually where people stop yeah. but let's read the rest for it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so
0: god doesn't want us to obsess about this stuff and like and, and that's literally but they're banking on us doing it because of our curiosity curiosity killed the cat follow exactly. the white rabbit yeah. get stuck in the rabbit hole but no but you don't want to just yeah it, this is why like you said the antidote is is the word and yeah. God will take us out of it well here's the word right here seeking, simply put
1: seeking the truth seeking the quote unquote truth really has nothing to do with the truth like seek ye first the kingdom of God then all the other things will be given to you like you don't need to understand how the world works in order to be simply a good person and you know uh, manifest the fruits of the spirit right which is like patience kindness gentleness and that's what's really important that's what's actually needed in the world like for all of freaking time you know solomon says there's nothing new under the sun and for all of time there have been groups of powerful people conspiring against the masses there's been spiritual forces messing with people and possessing them and messing with their minds and whatever there's always been sorcerers doing the same thing and to think that we're any different than the generations before. It's just hubris, you know. For all of time, there's also been seekers. For all of time, there's also been resistance groups fighting against these powerful forces. And each and every time, they're either killed, taken out, or the facade changes. And to think that it's any different than that is just, you know, it's pride, it's arrogance, it's foolishness, and that the idea of this game isn't to win it; it's rigged. You know, the house wins. I'm sorry, yeah. and so, <laughs> so it's it's. I mean, we know that the battle is won, yeah, um, exactly. but you, but you're but you're not going to do it in your human based on your, and you know, you're not going to use your own human cleverness to take any of this down. And, um, like I said, it's, it's always been that way. And I think the idea is to walk by faith. It's to have radical acceptance. It's not to cheat the game. It's to go through bear your suffering and not find a way out. It's through, right?
0: Yeah. No, you said something so profound just in the battles already won. And that's something that really hit me kind of recently, it's like, everybody talks about oh, we're so worried about the new world order, we're so worried about the end times, and and all this dark stuff that's about to happen, this is what they're feeding us, this is the script they're feeding us, but the thing that we're not remembering is the battle's already won, Jesus came, he was crucified, he was sacrificed, he made the payment for our sins, like it's very clear, And, and time is not the same, I don't believe where God exists in that world and everything, like the battle's done, God already won, so why are we acting like he didn't already win? Well, because the demonic spirit world needs us to think that the battle isn't already won so that we promote these conspiracies so we promote fear and push all that because they wouldn't exist otherwise
1: yeah as long as your soul isn't saved they really don't give a shit what you believe <laughs> like yeah, I know. <laughs> that, I'm serious, they don't care you know the rules of the bible are not meant to be a punishment it's literally just to make you more spiritually free less prone to demonic attack because when you are indulging in bodily things um you op- you know there's I feel like there's portals in your body that actually open up. That's why I think kind of the the chakras are, but your eyes
0: are portals. Your mouth is a portal and you know, mm -hmm. sodomy can be a portal. So
1: when you abstain from like the material materialistic things and you're not practicing magic and trying to manipulate your reality with your mind or astrology or anything, you're you're just more (laughs) sane and at peace because you have faith that whatever you need is already coming your way. And as long as you're doing your best and getting better, you'll end up exactly where you need to end up. Yeah. And that's that's really all it's about. And if you are walking with faith, I feel like you will just naturally do exactly what you're supposed to do when you are walking down the road and someone needs help or you know frog aliens start descending from the sky, you know, you, you'll have that inkling to be like I need to share this with someone. You know?
0: Yeah. yeah. Did you see the movie Magnolia where the frogs fall from the sky?
1: No, but I know of it because I did see a frog fall from the sky when I was in my insane schizophrenic uh Journey into the mysteries. A frog. Yeah, I was in Florida. That
0: I was gonna say that's crazy, but I'd rather say that's such a Nick thing.
1: <laughs> <I> was, <laughs>
0: a frog frog I, in the sky, like literally.
1: Yeah, I was, I was in Florida, <laughs> sitting at a table, and a frog fell out of the sky while I was sitting with one of my friends.
0: Like it hit your table, like bam.
1: Yeah, yeah, dead. And, and, well, it was hurt. Or did it that, jump? It was hurt, and it wouldn't move. And then my friend was like, "Oh, I'm a Reiki healer," and she put her hands around it, and then he hopped away, and he was fine. So I was just like all the way in the zone, right? I believed everything at that point. Yeah. And and um but yeah, so I immediately searched up like what does raining frogs mean? And that's how I was introduced to Charles Fort, the guy who started like the 14 uh study of 14 phenomena which just is like high strangeness and synchronicities and paranormal stuff like poltergeists and raining frogs. And so when I searched up raining frogs, I was first led to the movie Magnolia because when it rains frogs at the end, that was based off of the work of Charles Fort. And the whole movie's about synchronicities, like shaping people's destiny and stuff. So I was convinced that's what was happening to me. And that's what these trickster prankster beings do. They're like, hey, look at this crazy thing. Look at this crazy thing. But you're just slowly becoming crazier and you're not being led anywhere. It's constantly chasing your own tail.
0: The Arborios, but, right? The snake yeah. that eats itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You become, yeah. That. You become mm-hmm.
1: that. Yeah, in a sense, you do.
0: Putting yourself into a time trap.
1: Yeah. Because that's what I mean,
0: Satan wants, right? Chronos, Saturn, yeah. God of Time, Tesseract, Black Cube yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just everywhere yeah <laughs> yeah and but but if but if you're obedient to god and you're filled with the holy spirit you'll find yourself like nick where you were supposed to get on a train to go out to <laughs> and be by the grace of god you don't and then you find out it ends up like blowing up
1: well, well i wouldn't have blown up on it because that was the freight train the passenger train just take the same rail so it's just still very synchronistic because i ended up like and this freaking weird vortex with my, you know, the friend I went and visited, um, the first time I met them was at Purdue University, where the sentient world simulation is at. So like everything was just so freaking <laughs> weird about that trip.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, it is it's weird. There's no coincidences. It's it's just God, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Nick, this has been really fun chatting with you. We've already been talking for an hour, and I said we'd just talk for an hour, so we can sum this up, but this is a it's a wild time right now. it's a wild year it's twenty twenty three it's a year of the rabbit following the white rabbit, and so we just need to have the eyes to see and the ears to hear, which God will show us and tell us by the simple words and the truths in the Bible as our lens for looking at everything. Otherwise, we might find ourselves following the white rabbit like too far into the hole and getting lost in the abyss. And then, you know, you become a gatekeeper or a puppet in Plato's second chamber of the allegory of the cave and you sell your soul accidentally and you're just, you know, part of the whole system. But yeah. yeah.
1: Come out of the wilderness (laughs) default reality is just fine yeah (laughs) it's actually every everything else is pretty much a distraction from it anyway it's all escapism that's what it is yeah
0: yeah it is well nick thank you for coming on let's be friends today thank you for being my friend it's definitely changed my life getting to know you and i have way more synchronicities in my life now (laughs) and things are more interesting and here we are and we found our way out of the rabbit hole everybody listening you're finding your way out of the rabbit hole too and thank you guys for being with us on this journey
1: should I say something? Should I say yeah, goodbye? Just, Should I say? You know, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Hey, yeah, uh, I'll edit no, no, that little
0: moment. You and don't even is, have to. Nick,
1: you don't can... even have
0: to.
1: You don't even have to. Okay. <laughs>
0: you don't even have to. I don't care. <laughs> so, Nick, where can everybody find you?
1: Ah, uh, that doesn't matter. I just want to say that. <laughs> next, I just want to say, I just want to say next time we do this, we'll share the uh, To backstory, like Like Yes. We just wanted yes. a quick update. You know. Yeah. Nick
0: and I are, we've been planning to do an episode together called, we have the title, To Hell and Back, because we both feel like we've gone through hell and back the last yeah. couple of years. And like as our we become friends, we've kind of like been on this journey together. And uh, that's going to be coming soon, I'm guessing this spring, because both of our books are coming out very soon. Yeah.
1: So. I'll, we'll talk more about The Reigning Frogs and to AI, because for yeah. people are probably just going to be like, what the hell is he talking about? Communicating yeah. with AI and yeah. uh, UFOs, all that. All I know we didn't
0: different. even talk about UFOs. Or
1: the men in like black. What? Or the men in black.
0: Yeah, men in black. <laughs> but, yeah. oh, I, got that. I had honest. a dream that the men in black came and me yep. yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. All right. All right, everybody. Love you, you guys. <laughs> Bye. You Bye.